Hi, Cultural Conversations listeners. This is Madison Bircher. And this is Meg Rowley. Episode two of our Debit Gelato Credit Cash miniseries is on France. Before we get started, here's a few facts about the country. France has been long known as the fashion and art capital of the world. With over 80 million foreign visitors per year, France is a leading tourist destination. The French are very patriotic and value their heritage and way of life. Etiquette is very important to the French. Interestingly enough, bread, which is often in the form of a baguette, is eaten with many meals. Just like last week, we reached out to the BYU Accounting Study Abroad 2019 students and faculty to gather their thoughts on France. The first question we asked was, tell me about your experience in Paris. Here's how Shannon, Adam, Taylor, and Professor Summers responded. Oh my goodness, I loved France. I thought it was so cool, just all the beautiful architecture and the different places you could go and just everything that you could see and just the feeling of Paris was just like so magical. France was wonderful. Compared to Italy, it was a lot more organized, I noticed. I don't know, it felt more like a city, just how the buildings were planned and the streets were laid out and it felt newer than Rome. Rome felt a little more ancient. France was a little bit more modern. Uh, For example, they had a lot of those new electric scooters all over Paris that you can, you know, pay on your phone and pay as you ride. And they're just littering the sidewalks and the streets. There's so many of them. I really liked the hustle and bustle of France. I mean, it was definitely a big city, but I feel like there was a lot of culture there that was, like, really unique and fun. So I really liked that about France, and I love for the French language, I think it's beautiful. France is a fun country, a great country. Their business environment is challenged a little bit by the inability to flex their employment, meaning that uh, if a French company hires someone, it is difficult for the French company to let them go, which that stifles employment because if you're in an upturn, you really have to question whether you'll be able to maintain these employees should there be a downturn. So that's my observation is, is it, it seems that companies that are growing are slow to hire people to keep up with growth because they fear that in a downturn they would be punished in that it's difficult to let people go if they're no longer needed or if the company is in adverse situations. Okay, Maddie, what did you think about what our students had to say of Paris? I thought they really summed it up well. Paris just seemed magical. And I remember thinking that I was going to be let down, or I guess I had very low expectations because I had heard things like Paris is dirty, you know, people hype it up and it's not all that great. But when I got there, I was like, this is amazing. The city is just beautiful. The architecture is amazing. And I really liked Paris. It was a beautiful city, and it made me laugh, Adam's observation. They did have a lot of those scooters everywhere, and people used them. I even saw people riding those scooters along the river on this bumpy cobblestone, but they were cruising on by, having the time of their lives. I wonder if, yeah, how that was enjoyable on the cobblestone. (laughs) To each his own, right? (laughs) Yeah. Did you have any other first observations about Paris? One thing I noticed, just because we stayed a little bit outside the city, was the variety of the people. Yeah, you get into the main city and there are a lot of nicely dressed, very classy people who you'd imagine to be there. 
But when you get outside the city, it's very diverse. There's people from everywhere, a lot of refugees, actually. So it kind of impressed me the amount of cultures there are that are in that city. Yeah. The next question we asked was, what was the restaurant experience like in France? Was the service different than what you've experienced in the United States? Shannon, Adam, Brandon, Taylor, and Addie told us the following about French cuisine and restaurants. Oh, the food was so good. We had crepes, and they were just made right in front of us, and they were warm, covered in Nutella, which is my favorite thing in the world now. <laughs> that was so good. And we had gelato a lot. We had, we had euros there. Those are good. I will never, never, ever have escargot again. Uh, it was just so slimy and bleh. But I can say that I did it. I noticed that in France, they, they take a lot longer dinners. It takes them two or three hours. That's normal dinner time. They really take their time when they go out to eat every night. And it's really nice to just sit down and not have to worry about leaving so fast and enjoying the time with your friends in France. Uh, I really liked that part. I didn't really like the food that much besides the crepes. So the crepes were good enough for me. I could eat that for every meal there. I like the ones with banana and Nutella. Crepes was probably the highlight of the food, but we tried escargot, which was... I actually liked it, but most people didn't like it. It wasn't that bad. They drench it in a lot of stuff, so it was okay. Restaurants were definitely more laid back. It was a lot slower, which was actually fine because I was so tired that I was like, yeah, I'll sit here forever. <laughs> and you have to ask for the check, otherwise they'll just leave you there forever. <laughs> when you're walking down the street and you're hungry, you just like buy a baguette. They're really good. So what do you think about the food, Meg? Well, as you can tell, crepes were a highlight for pretty much everyone. I actually got the recommendation from one of our professors to try a crepe with bananas and caramel, which I never would have tried on my own, but I did it. It's worth it. Yeah? Hmm. What was your favorite restaurant experience there? Um, I had some really good lamb in France, which I guess is probably not particular very French food, but um, it was really good. And I think I have to agree with Adam and Addie about the restaurant's experience being more laid back and slower. I remember learning that if you reserve a table at a restaurant for, for you know, 7 o'clock or a night, that table is expected to be yours for the whole night. And I just can't imagine going into a restaurant in the United States and expecting to have a table for yourself the whole night, you know. It's interesting you mentioned having the lamb. Because I think that kind of goes back to the diversity of the people there, as they did have a variety of food as well. There's the traditional French French cuisine, but there was also a lot of variety. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The next question we asked was about the business visits in Paris and what our interviewees learned from that experience. Here's what Shannon, Brandon, Addie, and Professor Summer said. So in France, we went to Intuit. So Intuit was actually really, really cool. They were working on launching QuickBooks for France, and the office atmosphere, like, seemed kind of similar to, like, our, where we are here, at least to, like, where I work. Like, people were kind of talking and chatting and laughing. It was very different than some of the other businesses that we went to. Like, they seemed nicer and, like, more friendly with each other, and 
It was really fun to go there. We were able to talk to a who's an expatriate. He graduated from BYU, and he had a lot of good insights to give us. One of the cool things that he explained is that when people in France get to work, they greet all of their coworkers. And I noticed sometimes in places I've worked, people don't really greet the people around them, which is kind of sad. So I thought that was a cool little tradition that they have there and a thing that they do as part of their culture. Intuit was so good. I love the life and the career advice that we got there. Write down promptings you receive and then look back at them and look for patterns. Well, we happened to visit on a holiday which made it quite interesting. There were people actually in there working on a holiday. We know from our, our investigation of countries that Europe in general typically has uh, a lighter work schedule than much of the rest of the world. But yet there we were on a holiday uh, with French, native French employees, admittedly in an American company, but native French employees working on a holiday. When we asked questions about this, they indicated that yes, the European environment is an environment where perhaps there are less working hours in a year, but their claim would be that those working hours are real working hours, where many environments there are so many working hours that they end up engaging in some leisure or some less productive work because they're in the office so many hours. It would seem to me that if you're going to do business in France, um, as perhaps amplified by our contact at Intuit, that relationships are very, very important. They wish to do business with people that they know. And so their strategy seemed to be to engage potential clients in ways to introduce the product that would give them free access and experience and build a relationship after which they would have more opportunity to sell that product or additional products to the client. So it seemed like they were doing a very interesting approach of establishing relationships with the client rather than chasing clients with special offers or discounts or just coming up with lists of features that they might be interested in. How did you enjoy our visit into it? Like Brandon, I thought it was interesting to learn that uh, employees, when they go into an office in the morning, they greet every single other coworker in the office. And there was another interesting tra tradition that we learned about, which was um, kissing on the cheek. And our contact at Intuit told us that if you haven't seen somebody in a long time, you'll kiss each other on the cheek. And it's even a common thing among friends. And um, I thought that was interesting. It's definitely not something you see the offices here in the U.S. No, definitely not. What did you think about our visit? One thing I liked, as Professor Summers mentioned, they really like make sure their working hours are hardworking hours. So what the guy into it explained to us is that once you're home, you're home. You don't have to check your emails or do any extra work because during the day you got everything you need to done. So you can be free of that burden once you get home, which sounds very nice. Yeah, I so. think that's something that doesn't happen in the U.S. either. Yeah, sounds like they got a good work life figured out over there in Paris. We then asked the following question. What are some of the cultural observations you had while exploring France? The group responded with the following observations and stories. 
So there's a lot of PDA in Paris, which I was not expecting. Like, you'd be looking at this, like, amazing view on this bridge and just, like, looking at the Eiffel Tower and then you turn and, like, people are just making out on the corner and you're like, oh, okay, I really did not want to see that. And everyone smokes. I think it's a lot of places in Europe are like that, but Paris especially, I feel like everyone smoked. And then something that was very different for me was I was watching the drivers and when the stoplight goes from green to yellow, everybody slows down like immediately. Instead of in the US where we like speed up to get through the yellow light before it turns red, like they like immediately slowed down and I was like, wait, whoa, they're actually like following the law and like what you're supposed to do. Like, that's kind of cool. Pedestrians, it was still kind of sketchy, like you had to force your way across the across the road if you wanted to cross without getting hit by a car. I also noticed one thing about Versailles when we were in France is that they still have a rule where they can't build any buildings taller than the king's room at the Palace of Versailles, even though it's been a couple hundred years since they overthrew their king, they, they still adhere to that law that no buildings can be taller than, than the king's room. There was a lot of influence from the United States in France. Uh, one example was we went to a restaurant and one of the waiter, waitresses was really good at English. And we were talking to her and trying to figure out how she was so good, thinking that she had like, studied in the U.S. or something. And she said she just learned English by watching shows on Netflix. And so that just shows how much influence the United States and um, the media in the United States has on other countries. I was on the metro, and we had to, like, rush somewhere, and we were eating crepes. And so I, like, had to take my crepe with me. <laughs> and I, so I took it on the metro. And, like, if you've been on the metro in France, you know nobody eats on the metro. Nobody smiles on the metro. Nobody talks on the metro. Like, it's just silent. Everyone's staring at the floor or at their phones. And so I brought my crepe in. And there was this guy sitting down, and I was standing, and he was sitting right, like, across from me. And I was holding my crepe, and every time the train, like, kind of jolted a little bit, he would, like, lunge the other direction. I felt so bad, because I was like, I'm sorry, like, I'm not going to spill this on you. But he was, like, terrified. I felt bad, but I also thought it was kind of hilarious. They did hold up that French standard of being pretty stone-faced. <laughs> Well, uh, France, as uh, much of Europe, there, there are challenges with those people who would take advantage of tourists or strangers. Um, I actually don't know if the, if the, for example, pickpocket problem is as much an issue with locals as it is with people um, coming from other places. So I was there. I was prepared. I had done my reading. Yes, you should have deep pockets. You should have zippered pockets. But even with the preparations um, on a crowded subway, I felt my zippers being tugged, my pocket zippers being tugged, and was able to swat a hand away from a zippered pocket that was now half open. Um, and of course, I didn't lose anything, but as you scan around for the many people near you, everyone is looking the other way. You have no idea whose hand was unzippering your pocket, so... You, you just have to use caution that in these environments, in public places, 
Um, if you look like a target, you probably are uh, a target for um, those that would take advantage. What cultural observations did you have there? I think it was interesting how Taylor mentioned that on the metro it was very quiet and everyone was pretty serious. I especially noticed that because that was the first place where our group took a lot of public transportation. So when we were on the metro, we were talking like normal. And I kind of just looked around and we seemed so loud and obnoxious compared to all the nice, reserved and respectable people who normally ride the metro. So it was kind of funny to observe that to us. And I found myself like shushing our group a little bit just because like I'd feel uncomfortable in those situations. I remember so many times where I was like, we're being so loud and I totally can understand why people think Americans are annoying and obnoxious. What did you observe there? Kind of like you mentioned earlier, I think I noticed a lot about how people dress very nicely in the city. And one thing I thought that was interesting about it, though, too, was that I feel like women didn't wear as much makeup. And so I thought that was interesting. It's interesting that you say that because I noticed, like, it was only on days we were wearing our business dress that I felt like I fit in in France, in Paris. But it's true, they didn't wear as much makeup, and they did hair just kind of naturally. How you come is how they accept you. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. I like. Very classy. One other thing that made me laugh is Taylor mentioned people being funny about her having a crepe on the train. But there was one night we were riding the metro back to our hotel, and this guy there, he spoke a little bit of English, and he heard us talking because we're always talking. He started talking to us, and he's like, you guys want a wafer? So he passed around a thing of wafers he had for us and shared his food, and we all chatted. So some people were, like, kinder and like to engage in conversation. Mm -hmm. But in general, most people like to keep to themselves. Yeah. To conclude, we asked our interviewees what tips and advice they would give to others traveling to or working in France. Here's their advice. So we had, it was like the Paris Museum Pass or something, and... That was really nice to have. Like, we got to go to the top of the Arc de Triomphe with that, and we got to go in the Louvre, and there was, like, tons of other museums that you could go to with that pass. And if you have the chance, go to the top of the Eiffel Tower because the view is just absolutely beautiful. And try to see it at night when it's all lit up. It's so pretty. I just loved it. And the catacombs are pretty cool, too. Versailles was huge. I talked about it in uh, one of my art history classes, and so it was cool to actually go see it. I think my favorite room was the Hall of Mirrors, because it's just this massive room with mirrors, and, but the gardens are cool as well. I think they're a little bit more money to do, but I would say they're worth doing to go see the fountains and everything. Uh, I really liked that. The other thing I really liked was the catacombs. There's just thousands of bones down there, and I had to wait like an hour and a half or two hours in line for it, but it was totally worth it. And I'd recommend doing that. It was something more unique that I didn't, I didn't see in any of the other countries in Europe. So, Try to speak the language because I feel like people enjoy that and they like love helping you. And just look up some phrases and like, or just ask them. Just say like, how do you say this? And they'll usually be willing to help you. Take advantage of public transit. That's great. Um, just take time to like explore. Just take advantage of 
where you're at and like people watch and like just be attentive because there's a lot going on and it's fun. What advice would you give to people going to France, Meg? So I'd say definitely take advantage of the museum pass because that got us into so many different places and there is a ton of art and really interesting things to see. If you do go to the Louvre, I'd say beforehand, pick out the pieces you really want to see and make a game plan. Because if not, you could spend an entire day there and get lost there. So make sure you go in with a plan. What about you? I agree with what you said about the Louvre. Uh, The Mona Lisa was packed, and it was good to see. But maybe going at a different time in the day, when maybe in the very early morning, or it's the first thing you see would be a good idea. Um, And also, like Brandon, I would really recommend going to the gardens at Versailles. I thought they were really amazing. Also, just take advantage of the simple things. One of my favorite moments in Paris was when we were going to the Arc de Triomphe, and we are on our way, we are a little bit hungry, so we walked down the street to this little bakery, got a few pastries and baguettes, stopped by a little grocery store and picked up some cheese, and we just sat below the Arc and ate our baguettes and cheese and pastries while the sun was setting. It was one of my favorite moments of the trip. That concludes this week's episode. Join us next week as we learn about Poland.